4: There was a Flynn section, there's a Comey section, there's a session section, and then there's the Russia section. And when you look at the you know three of the four, they come back to the questions of obstruction.
0: That's Michael Schmidt of the New York Times. He's the guy that received the leak of the 40 questions that Mueller wants to ask Trump. He won't say who gave it to him or what the motivation was. He just says that it is a very credible source. And I haven't heard anybody even question that. Um, i just throw you out a couple examples of uh, what questions are questions that the Head guy in the only investigation that matters wants to ask the president of the United States, how was the decision made to fire Mr. Flynn on February 13th, 2017? Mm -hmm. Pretty darned open-ended question, right? Um, How about, what was your opinion of Mr. Comey during the transition? Very open-ended question. Harvard Law professor, what's his name? Uh, Alan Dershowitz says that he thinks these questions were uh, very open-ended on purpose to get Trump to just talk and talk and talk and have more information to compare with.
5: Many questions about the questions, and to help us delve into some possible answers, we've invited Lonnie Chen to join us. Mr. Chen is the David and Diane Steffi Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution, Director of Domestic Policy Studies, Lecturer in the Public Policy Program at Stanford, and uh, also an attorney. Uh, Lonnie, how are you, sir? Good morning how are you guys Oh it's great it's good to talk to you again We met briefly at the uh, the Hoover institutions I'm not gonna uh, tell recent... you how I am <laughs> without a
0: uh, advice of counsel
5: <laughs> it's just <laughs> that's the
0: right answer Thank That's you. the right answer
5: I don't recall who I am <laughs> or how I am yes uh, so let's talk about these these 40 questions I, I'm sure you've scanned them at least What was your initial
4: reaction yeah Well, my initial reaction is, you know, at at once it's both like they're kind of seeing what sticks, right? They're throwing a lot of stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. But on the other hand, it seems like they've got a couple of definitive areas that they are really intent on exploring, you know, the relationship with the Russians that goes back several years, uh, President Trump's business dealings before he was president, but also questions around the Michael Flynn firing and Michael Flynn's activities, questions around the campaign activities relating to Russia, and then some sort of random stray cats and dogs. But, you know, these questions as you guys alluded to are so open-ended. If I were representing the president, there's no way I would allow him to go in knowing that the questions were so open-ended i mean it's a perjury trap waiting to happen
0: well and and a lot of the stuff there's some about the connections with russia but there's a lot that seems to be getting at the obstruction of justice what exactly would Mueller have to prove for there to be a serious this guy's guilty of a crime of obstructing justice
4: well, I mean, the, the, the thing with obstruction of justice is there there has to be an, an, an intent. There has to be coercion. There has to be an intent. Um, and, and and that is the difficult part of this is that, you know, really the, the some of these questions are so open-ended. I think you guys are absolutely right. The goal here is just to get the president talking. And the idea is maybe if he gets talking, he will reveal some intent along the way to obstruct justice. He will reveal some intent, for example, to interfere with an investigation, some intend to interfere with the gathering of information, some intend to interfere, um, uh, as I said, with, with, with the effort of investigators to determine what happened. So the, the goal here with these questions, it seems to me, is less about a specific set of inquiries and more about a general notion of how to get the president talking and how to get him into a position where he might reveal information he did not intend to reveal.
5: Right, which is the way it struck me as well. So, uh, you know, I find myself wondering, and and I have a feeling that this answer would be dozens, if not hundreds of pages long, but uh, at what point, say I have a client who really resents an investigation because he thinks it's purely designed to discredit him and there's no underlying offense whatsoever, and he thinks everybody ought to know it, and he's pissed off, and he's not going to help a bit unless he has to. That could seem like obstruction of justice, but it's really just lack of cooperation and obstinacy. I'd imagine that's kind of a hard line to draw.
4: Right, and and that's why there are some questions, for example, regarding um you know the the, the the Michael Flynn the Michael Flynn uh, situation is a perfect example there of kind of when did the president know that Flynn had lied to the FBI when did the president know the timing becomes key here right because if the timing regarding the knowledge of Flynn's lying predated uh, the investigation, that says one thing. If it was after the investigation was open, that says another. So, you know, the timing becomes crucial to determining some of these questions around intent.
0: Is it normal to let the subject of an investigation know what the questions are going to be ahead of time?
4: This seems like a, like a really um, abnormal situation, actually. I mean, generally, I mean, you know, it might be one thing, for example, if the questions were known to counsel, but now the questions are known to the entire world. That's a very, very different set of circumstances. And, and, and again, as you guys alluded to, there's a question here, right? Who leaked the questions? Why did they leak them? Did the leak come from Mueller's office? Did it come from the president's counsel? In other words, did the the questions go to the president's attorneys? And the president's attorneys have made the decision to leak it in order to support the president's claim that this is all a witch hunt. I mean, who knows? But this is a highly, highly unusual situation.
5: I find myself wondering whether uh, Mueller, having been stonewalled eventually or or told, no way the president sits down with you. Uh Maybe this is an effort to bait the president into speaking to some of these topics. I, because, you know, as we know, the president yeah. rises to the bait faster than a hungry bass um, a lot of times. Uh, I wonder if this is a dodge.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it very well could be. I mean, the the president has been known to tweet occasionally uh, about a few topics. Mm-hmm. and So, you know, it is, it is it is possible that this is an effort to get him, for example, to tweet unsolicited about the Mike Flynn investigation, to tweet unsolicited about his relationship with Manafort, to tweet unsolicited. I mean, recently the president's been um, extremely captivated by his trip to Russia several years ago for the Miss Universe pageant. Uh, and there are questions regarding some he has been with may, Donald may not Trump. happened
5: during that trip. Mm, sorry about that. I, I'm sorry? Uh, no, no so there was an accidental uh, clip played there.
4: So, yeah, oh, okay. I'm looking no, at... I mean, my point was simply that, you know, the, the president might might be um, incentivized here to just kind of end up saying stuff that he may not have said uh, or that his lawyers may not have wanted him to say in ordinary situations. So it absolutely could be Mueller's effort to bait him into saying something.
5: How interesting. Lonnie J. Chen is a research fellow. He's with Hoover Institution in Stanford, Um, a lecturer. Since you're an
0: expert on this, do, do you look at these questions and read anything into it? Like, like, do you do you feel like you're looking at this and thinking, wow, he's close to nailing Trump or they don't have anything at all or anything?
4: Well, I, you know, the more likely interpretation here is that they've got a lot of different theories, but they actually don't have a ton of solid leads. That's kind of the way I read this, this line of questioning because it's so broad. You know, it'd be one thing, for example, if there were 15 questions about the trip to Russia, uh, in, in 2013. Um, that'd be one thing. Or if there were a bunch of questions regarding uh, one element of this, whether it was a Flynn investigation or another. But what you see here, you see the smorgasbord of questions across a variety of different areas. suggests that either A, they're they're still assembling a case and they're trying to figure out what the strongest case is or B, um, you know, they, they, they really actually don't have a whole lot of anything and really what they're doing is, as I said, they're throwing stuff against the wall and just seeing what sticks or they're seeing what the president ends up volunteering on his own.
5: Or, you know, say- ...getting a perjury trap, as you and others have suggested, because I, I think back to young uh, Mr. Papadopoulos and, and uh, Flynn and, you know, Manafort is a whole different ball of wax, but the people who are getting busted are getting busted for lying to federal investigators over some stuff that's not exactly smoking guns anyway. Well, how big a deal would that be if the president says,
0: yeah, I, uh, I decided that on uh, Tuesday, March 11th, and it turns out it was February 25th? I mean, how big a deal would that be?
4: Yeah, I mean, on, on its face, um, you know, each individual uh, effort to, whether that it was an intentional effort or an unintentional effort, to mislead investigators doesn't seem like a big deal. The question is, does all of it together speak to some greater item or some greater issue that hasn't been addressed. And that's always been the question. And, And this leak doesn't get us any closer to determining what the real it is. All we know is there's a bunch of stuff they're curious about. And it's stuff that's been reported in the news. I, I don't see anything in these questions, guys, that really suggests there's a line of inquiry that no one really knew about before. Right. I think these are lines of inquiry that we've known about. The question becomes, you know, how, how much of this is an effort to get the president into a situation where he's uncomfortable and may reveal more than, than, than he wants to reveal for whatever reason – and and I think that is the question we'll have to figure out. And that's why the president's attorneys need to be very careful here with what what is developing into a difficult situation because these questions are so open-ended. You do not want to put your client in front of somebody interviewing him with questions this broad. I mean, if you think back to the to the Clinton uh, investigation and what happened not not the Clinton uh, Hillary, but the Clinton Bill investigation from because the they're
0: 1990s. all crooks. It's think hard about, to nail down which one you're talking oh, about. Go on on, easy now, uh, right. partisanship.
4: That's right. you, you got <laughs> you, you have to be very specific in terms of which Clinton you're referring to. But if you go back to the original Bill Clinton investigation there, um, you know the, the questions he answered, by and large, were pretty specific. And and that's really what you want. You want your client to to have been prepped to answer specific questions that you know they'll they'll either say yes, no, or more likely, I don't recall or I have no recollection of that. Um, but but these open ended questions are like a disaster waiting to happen. Hey,
0: one more quick thing on these questions. I was surprised, and I'm I'm I've got no legal background at all, but I was just surprised by the number of questions were that were, what did you think when? What were you thinking when you saw Comey's right. testimony? What did you think when you heard that I'd interviewed Mike
4: Pompeo? What kind of a question is that? Well, that gets to state of mind. And, but couldn't and you
0: answer any anything you wanted to, anything that would benefit you? Who's going to prove you wrong?
4: Sure. Sure, and, and I mean, that's why the theory that this is really more an effort to get him to talk. I mean, these are questions like a psychologist would ask. Not necessarily a criminal investigator. I mean, they're, gotcha. they're relevant. I don't want to say they're irrelevant. They are relevant. But, but but again, it's it's about getting him to a place where he might be comfortable expressing a state of mind. Gotcha. And that's really kind of kind of what this is about. Because you're right. I mean, there's no way for them to go back and say, no, actually, you weren't thinking that. Because there's only one person <laughs> who's able to answer right. that question accurately. And, and I'm not
5: sure he could. Uh, well, well so, right. Yeah, I mean, well, if right, I say... I'm not sure any of us. Well, right. They, they asked him, essentially, what did you think of James Comey during the transition? And if he says, I hated the guy from the moment he, I met him, and then they got General Flynn saying he told me he liked him, couldn't Trump just say, well, I was being diplomatic? And then it's over. Sure. I mean, uh, okay. Sure. Lon, Lonnie Chen is on yeah. the uh, line. Mr. Chen's uh, credentials are extensive, and we didn't have time for all of them, but uh, one of the th- you've been an advisor to presidential campaigns and... You're the director of domestic policy studies uh, at Stanford, et cetera. Um, So I'm sure you're studying the inner workings of this administration, at least to some extent. What do you make of the stories about uh, General Kelly and calling the president an idiot? And is it just are the long knives out in the White House? How do you react to that story?
4: Yeah, you know, I think a lot of this has more to do with the internal uh, machinations of one faction and the other at the White House trying to, to gain the upper hand on the other than actual, you know, relationship tension between John Kelly and the president, I mean, there's no question that obviously it's tough to be the chief of staff in any administration. And there are probably situations where I don't doubt that the two of them have gotten uh, into heated conversations. But that's a natural part of airing out grievances within a process of making policy. Um, I think that in any administration, there are going to be stories about people not liking each other. I mean, this is obviously a little bit different because uh, there are statements there are things attributed to Kelly and attributed to the president that they both seem to, to not believe to be true. Uh, but but I, you know, I take all this stuff with a grain of salt. I really do, because within any administration, there's going to be challenge. But the media is really, really focused on highlighting anything in this administration that suggests that there's any distance or daylight between John Kelly and the president. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a story that people find interesting. I understand why they want to report on it. But ultimately, I'm not sure how much credence I put in all of these stories.
5: Yeah, I'm sure Valerie Jarrett could have called Hillary a biatch over and over again. It wouldn't have made the newspapers. Right. But, yeah.
4: Well, Amanda. Well, I'm, I'm sure she did.
0: This interview is <laughs> the best I've heard on this topic. Your answers, not our questions. And by the way, we ate dinner sitting next to each other the other night, and your table manners were exemplary. And well I'd done. Like well, I
4: appreciate that. So were yours. Yeah, so we're I don't know about except that. Except for that spilled polenta, you know.
0: I
5: eat with my hands, which shocks a lot of people at first. You get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> It's very down to earth. Hee Chen, a David and Diane Steffi research fellow, among other uh, fine credentials at Stanford University. Uh, Lonnie, we always appreciate the chat. Thanks a million. Hey, thanks, guys. Great to talk. Thanks. I did sit next to him at dinner and super interesting guy. Worked oh, on yeah. the
0: Romney campaign, worked on the Rubio campaign, tra- trying to be Trump. And... uh
5: yeah, um, I remember you mentioned to me that when when uh, Rubio went Trump on Trump, which I thought was so great. Yeah, was so I, was, hilarious. I was telling him I
0: thought that was fantastic, and they should have continued the yeah. whole. He's not going to make America great again. He's going to make America orange again. Right? It was great. <laughs> he said their internal polling just tanked. The people wow. that liked Rubio hated
5: that. Wow. So that's why they abandoned it, so. Wow. And how did Marco feel about it? Do you remember him saying that? Was no. Marco feeling a little bad about that or was oh, no, entirely a... Yeah.
0: Rubio Rubio felt like he'd embarrassed himself, like right. he like he'd gotten oh, down into the dirt. You're, so good, wrong, Marco. you're so good at it. You're so wrong, you're the, hilarious. The you're times times hilarious. Changed. changed. The times right. have changed. Right, you have to change with the times. Right. <laughs> internal polling, internal schmolling. Right. Bring the comedy. Anyway, that was great. That honest to God, that was the best interview I've heard on this topic since the news broke last night. He's a sharp man and his answers not our question. Yep. yep. All right, that's enough of that. Soon something else.
5: How interesting is all that? I I think it's really, really interesting. The whole perjury trap thing is obvious to me. Yeah, and just get him rambling, see what he says, then compare it to everything everybody else has said.
0: Yeah, and I also think it's pretty clear they're not they're not honing in on one particular thing that they think they've got him on. They're just throwing it all against the wall and seeing what he might say. Mm. Anyway, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: Armstrong and Getty The conscience of
4: the nation
3: To 70 The Armstrong and Getty Show
0: mentioned it earlier. I got a doctor's appointment tomorrow and it's only significant in that last doctor's appointment he told me I needed to start exercising which was the first time in my life that a doctor's ever told me I needed to get more exercise. I've never had a doctor tell me to lose weight or exercise. Finally happened. Uh, and I haven't. So I had got the choice of either lying to him that won't work because he'll just look at me say that's clearly not true. Mm. Yes, yeah, so I've taken on Navy SEAL training. <laughs> i spend about two hours a day and i eat only lettuce eh, it doesn't appear to be the case i'm sorry did i say Navy seal i meant beached seal training beached seal training
5: <laughs> yeah i once had a doctor tell me joe you've got to stop the compulsive masturbation at least while you're here <laughs> i know i know. I kid so what should i do do i lie to him or just tell him i uh soon soon I'm I'm prepping. I'm getting
0: everything ready. Take me down to the heart attack ward and show me some uh afters, before and afters to, to, to scare me into it. Scared straight. I yes. need to be scared straight. I always It's air- uh, called the morgue.
6: I always air to the side of just tell your doctor the truth. Like <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> just, oh yeah, I do. Just tell do. your
0: doctor the truth. <laughs> I always have. I don't think I've ever uh I don't think I've ever uh, lied to a doctor about anything. I had
5: that one doctor, she was a fill-in. She uh she told me I had to stop drinking. And I said... Okay, Drinking what? Alcohol. And, uh, did you tell her to shut up? I, <laughs> no, I just slapped her. Um, <laughs> did, no, I, I said, well, okay. And she could tell I was How less about than... How stop telling people what to do? <laughs> <laughs> she could tell I was less than enthusiastic about the idea of giving it up completely. And by the way, I'm I'm fine. My health is actually quite good. But um, she said, you want to be in a wheelchair in your 70s? Yes. <laughs> now what are you going to say? <laughs> no a scooter yeah it was weird she was like a Carrie nation activist she's practically smashing up wine bottles with an axe crazy crazy lady yeah her dad drank or something that's what yeah. it is it's not a health thing i'm i'm thinking yeah, she
0: had issues how about a, you know a glass of wine or two in the evening now you gotta give it up lighten, lighten up, up lady uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Uh,
7: is President Trump sending a message to his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, through the National Enquirer? and the L.A. County Sheriff's announcing they are investigating threats against Kanye West. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Wow. Interesting.
0: Actual threats against Kanye West. How stupid is that? How freaking stupid is that?
5: I can't wait to hear the Inquirer story, because usually uh, if the Inquirer runs a story... The Donald knows about it because they're buds. Right. And how will Kanye react, I wonder? Hmm. Uh, All that
0: coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Hi,
5: folks. Jim.
0: Sean, who will play the Warriors in the finals of the NBA? The 76ers. 76ers, okay. And who's their star player? Uh,
6: Joel Embiid is their uh, probably their most famous player, and then they, okay.
0: uh, Ben Simmons is right behind him. And, of course, the problem with that is they famously tanked on purpose several years back so they could get draft picks, and no. then it has paid off for them. Dishonorable. Yeah. And so the rest of all sports leagues are going to look at that and think, hey, maybe we should do that. Then you're ruined. Uh, Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, Is President Trump trying to send a message to
7: his longtime personal attorney, Michael Cohen? The National Enquirer is running a cover story on Cohen with a headline, Trump's Fixers, Secrets, and Lies. CNN asked Cohen if he thinks the headline intended to send him a message, and he responded, What do you think? Turns out the tabloid says who? (laughs) Says who? What do you think? (laughs) Says the Enquirer. I already told you that. Okay. Okay. Tabloids publisher David Pecker's good friends with Trump and would not have approved. You did the
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is just embarrassing. He Which would, polls?
7: Pecker would not have approved the story without the president's blessing. Now, the two-page article mostly summarizes the legal travails of Cohen, his uh, longtime uh, personal lawyer and fixer, and it suggests that Trump, quote, is in the hot seat because of his lawyer, unquote. Cohen is under the spotlight as scandals swirl around his boss and some are are questioning Cohen's role, alleging blackmail, threats, hush money, payoffs, and even collusion with Russia, the Inquirer says. Says who? So there you go. Says the Inquirer. All of it. (laughs) So now uh, everybody's wondering, okay, what's up with that
5: Yeah, I'd have to read it. I I didn't hear any hidden messages to Cohen in that story. Keep his mouth shut? What would the message be? You going to sleep with the fishes? I don't know.
7: The rival uh, Koreas have dismantled huge loudspeakers used to blare propaganda across their tents at each other. Isn't that unbelievable? So
0: North yeah. Korea changes their clocks so that now they're... Th- this... That was crazy. That Oh, yeah? It's 7.30 there? Well, it's 8 o'clock here. Yeah. What? <laughs> that, <laughs>
3: so they change weird... their
0: clocks... <laughs> That
6: reminds me of back when, like, TBS used to yeah. start all their programs at, like, right. 05. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you jerks! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So now South Korea is gonna stop blasting K-pop
5: yes. into their country on those giant giant loud, loudspeakers, right. which would be pretty annoying. Right. Well, boomboxes are so 1980 anyway. Just send everybody, <laughs> you know, earbuds in North Korea. You're gonna do that. And delete delete them.
4: Just to be some out-of-work
7: DJs. <laughs> That's right. Just another side of reconciliation. Meanwhile, just coming down, the L.A. County Sheriff's Department may be investigating Daz Dillinger's threats towards Kanye West. It stems from a series of videos posted online where Dillinger calls on the Crips to go
2: after West. Better not ever see you around the LBC. Better not ever see you around California. Stay in Calabasas. You hear me? Because we got a Crip alert for Kanye.
0: Uh, now, that sounds like the ramblings of a drunk guy late at night, but uh, who is this gentleman? Uh,
6: he's a, he's the, a rapper most notable from, uh, I believe, the 90s was probably his, yeah. his era of he's a,
5: he's a cousin of Snoopy Dogg. But has he got street cred? I mean, like, is he actually. Uh, that would be a yes. Yes? Yes. His real name. What is his real name? It's important we call rappers by their real names. So he's, he's an
0: actual right. gangbanger or tied or something like that?
5: Oh, yeah. He and, yeah, I, yeah, and Snoop yeah, was, too. And I could, well, I then could you got to take. That, yeah. yeah
0: you got to take those threats seriously, then. How do you not? At least somewhat seriously. Delmar
5: Arnaud. Arnaud? Delmar Arnaud is his name. Take it easy, Delmar. You know what? Everybody needs to just calm the hell down. Now, the problem is he might have been drunk and rambling and resenting Kanye's opinion and the rest of it, but somebody might hear that and think, wow, this is Snoop's cousin. I'm going to make my bones by, uh, you know, doing something unkind to Mr. West. You don't want that. It'd be horrible.
7: TMZ reporting: The sheriff's department
5: is now determining
7: if there is a prosecutable crime in the video. Media making reports,
0: terroristic
5: threats. Yeah.
0: Media- you see, if Mike, if Mike Pence were president, there'd be new, no news story in which Snoop Dogg was somehow tangentially <laughs> tied in. It would just never happen.
7: Media reports are saying that West has beefed up his security in recent days, and Dillinger says West has filed a restraining order now against him. So the back and forth continues. This, all this comes after uh, Kanye showed his support of President Donald Trump in a series of tweets, which sparked outrage throughout the entertainment industry. And Kanye put out a song praising, well, put, yeah, here's a clip yeah. of the song.
4: Bro. I never, ever stopped fighting for the people actually wearing. the hat to show people that we equal. You got to see the vantage point of the people. What makes you feel equal makes them feel evil. uh, So was was
0: Kanye actually rocking a MAGA
6: hat at some point? Oh yeah, yeah. He put out a picture of it, and uh, that was one of the big kind of quote unquote tipping points of outrage. Where was him wearing a MAGA hat, and now it's become like this kind of symbol. Uh, It hasn't become kind of a symbol. It is now a symbol that is being discussed uh, in those terms. The,
0: Tipping points of outrage. That's a uh, it's a good book, uh, movie, song, band, something. But
5: y'all have made outrage boring. It's like drops of rain now, outrage. Kanye, oh, you're
6: outraged. I'll be damned. Kanye has also put out another statement this morning. Uh, here's the audio of
5: that.
3: do scoop. Scoop dee dee whoop. <laughs> whoop dee scoop dee poop.
0: Okay, so now yes. we can put that to rest. Okay, there's the picture of Kanye in his red MAGA hat. Yeah. My, my kids have that same hat. I don't send them to school in it. Have
5: they run afoul
0: of the Crips, <laughs>
7: <laughs> there you go. That's rap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm strong and getting show the conscience of the nation. Whoopity scoop! Scoop up
0: uh, Squawky's poop, Marshall? Huh? <laughs> so Whoopity. will Kanye respond to the uh, the rapper's threats somehow? Or
5: I think he already has yeah. with the whole. You don't have to vote one way because of the color of your skin. Hmm. Think for yourself. We're not down on the plantation. He's already said, snap out of your box of thinking, man. Come on. Is
0: Kanye a tough guy? He strikes me as more more of a poet.
5: Yeah, I think the latter. The latter
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. You don't need to be an actual thug to make music, in my my humble opinion. Mm -mm. Uh, The petering out coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
5: The conscience of the nation. nation. Make your home.
0: Any jokes that we should have played that we haven't yet, Sean? Don't want to leave any on the uh, field, as they say.
6: Uh, yeah, well, yeah, let's 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 see what uh, what okay. the lanky redhead has to
0: say.
4: Pinterest has a new feature that makes it more accessible to blind people. I think it's very cool. Yeah. And not to be outdone, Tinder is adding a voice that tells blind people this person is fatter in real life.
5: Hey <laughs> now! Wow! Wow! These are ugly times
0: It's the coarsening of the discourse <clears throat> Absolutely Kanye West has been Tweeting Thomas Sowell quotes Really? a boy Great thinker, philosopher, well-known, writer Thomas Sowell Well known conservative intellectual black man From Stanford um, And this is from Breitbart But I'm going
5: through Kanye's Twitter feed And I'm not seeing him So did, did Breitbart lie to me or I'm just not seeing him Kanye tweets a hundred times a day. Sometimes yeah, it's hard to. So you see, might have to go uh, follow them all. Go down a digging. But that's some intellectuals to some intellectual
0: s right there. The yeah. Thomas Soul stuff. So you know I'm gonna. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I found it. I found it on his Twitter feed. Go ahead, Sean. Kanye tweeted out a picture of his uh,
6: his internet screen. Uh, I think he was the the main page was some TMZ story about him. Um, but people, as they do, if you scare, share screenshots with of your internet browsing, they look at the tabs that are not being shown. And people sleuth out that he had like several uh, Jordan
0: Peterson lectures on tab that he was watching. Wow!
5: And a boy, Kanye.
0: What? Good for him. A public intellectual that is Kanye West. Here's, yes. here's some of the Thomas Sowell quotes. Of you. And if you've never read or or uh, read the Cliff's Notes version, if you want to, of a conflict of interest. Is that what it's called? A conflict of visions. Conflict of visions.
5: Yeah. Good stuff. Change your mind. Let's- read the introduction. Seriously. Yeah. It, it'll blow your mind and the rest of it will <laughs> dismantle your mind. So maybe stop after the intro and first chapter. Here's some Sowell quotes from Kanye West's Twitter feed. I never thought I'd say that.
0: Uh, The welfare state is not really about the welfare of the masses. It's about the egos of the elites. It's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. The most basic question is not what is best, but who shall decide what is best. Brilliant. Another good one. Socialism in general has a record of failure so blatant that only an intellectual could ignore or evade it. That's a good one, also. Mm -hmm. So, Uh,
5: it's always just the the person running it. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm tempted to get into South America, but we don't have time to discuss South America right now. Here's a headline just across, uh, speaking of socialism, that sort of thing, here's a headline just across the wire. VA hospital apologizes after photos of filthy room go viral. A veteran snapped pictures suggesting that people like him don't seem to be a priority. Department of Veterans That's Affairs. because you're not. Exactly. Because you don't give enough money, so the VA is just it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a way to give money to loyal government employees. It's not really not a way to help uh, veterans. The Department of Veterans Affairs Medical Center in Salt Lake City showed an overflowing trash can, trash, and exposed medical equipment on the counters. What appears to be plaster splattered on the sink, cabinets, and floors. Sort of thing you would never see in any American hospital in the country, would you? Oh my God, it's unbelievable. It's just other than this.
0: Other than that at
5: the VA? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Dad tweeted it. My son is a veteran of the United States Army. He went to the VA in Salt Lake City yesterday. This was the condition of the room he was seen in. Very unprofessional, unsanitary, and disrespectful. Um... And so I was reminded. I saw a story not too long ago about one of the really, really awful people involved in the uh, the scandal in Phoenix is still employed. Phoenix was ground well, central V A scandal. Of course, they're still employed. And I went looking for the story or an update on it, and and I'm, I didn't. I'm not even sure if I found it because I came across V A to reinstate official who stole one hundred and thirty thousand dollars from the agency. Evidently, the uh, whatever the government body that stands up for federal workers uh, argued that you can't fire this person for stealing $130,000. And that ever happened in the private <clears> sector? <throat> Good Lord, no. VA admitted employee charged with armed robbery is still employed. You'll be in your boss's office trying to
0: explain $13 on your expense account.
5: Yeah, no kidding. That you can't justify, let alone $130,000. Memphis VA launching probe into serious allegations against top official. Report, VA employee took recovering vet to crack house. VA seeks to demote employee after offensive patriots protest comments. Um But then, of course, you can't demote anybody, etc. So I went looking for that story of a clearly corrupt, incompetent, evil VA employee who can't be fired and instead came up with a whole big handful of them. And I could go on if you want, but I think you get the point. And I believe Donald J. really wants to clean up the VA. Sure. I believe that 100%, both for sincere and selfish reasons. And if he can't get it done with all his willingness to crack heads, you know, appropriately and inappropriately and his complete lack of interest in who he offends, if he can't get it done, I mean, that just uh, that's got to be the final lesson in why bureaucracies are evil. What's the biggest problem that you can't fire people? That's, that's a huge How, how are you going to fix an organization
0: if you can't fire people? You can promote them. You got re- you, you to what? You can promote them.
6: <laughs> if they're not good at yeah. that job, just give them another job that they're uh, probably less not good at.
5: Yeah. Or if they do awful things in one city, move them to a different city. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah. Part of it is it's such a vast, complicated agency that, you know, to the extent that they inspect it at all, they inspect it imperfectly Then when they do find something that really needs to be dealt with. The uh, federal employment rules uh, prevent them from ever doing anything there's, about it. It's absolutely sickening. There's probably
0: some sort of um, uh, mathematical law that's known among social scientists of how big an organization can be before you can't manage it. Mm. That one's clearly above that number, and then you combine the fact with you combine that with the fact that you can't fire
5: anybody, and you're doomed. There's no need for the VA to replicate the American healthcare system. They ought to be in charge of getting vets private medical care. Anyway, nobody talks edit. about that though. That doesn't come up. Well, comes up among my people. Mm. We all like the idea, and then we're laughed at. Go. I say final. You say thoughts. Final thoughts.
4: Thoughts. i Yes.
5: Like it. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Marshall, what's your final thought? It is May first time for a dump run and casino
7: adventure this afternoon.
0: <laughs> is that wow. something you do at the first of the month, or?
5: Hey,
7: you know, whenever the whenever the feeling uh, hits me, and I'm feeling lucky today. Why
5: do you have so much garbage? That's the question. Yeah, how are you generating all of it? You what know... are you dismembering that has to go to the <laughs> dump? <laughs> no comment. Your honor, that question was prejudicial. Yes, uh, positive Sean, your final thought? What I want, you've
6: got. It might be hard to handle. Just got some Holland Oats tickets to go see them tonight.
5: Yes, oh, You're yes. Like the
6: candle feeds the flame. <laughs> You're gonna see Holland
5: Oates. Yes, wow, yes! he's hauling ass to Holland Oats, well, Everybody, so they, uh, stock of thoughts and
0: dreams that scatter. You, Woo! you, you can compare your experience to mine thirty
5: five years ago, yes! and they were they were at the tail end of their career then. I once, uh, I once owned one of John Oates' guitars. You want to hear about it? No, neither do I.
4: Uh, Michelangelo, your final thought. Well, I have to cut my pretty short here. So if you think your neighbor is stealing Wi-Fi, do something about it.
5: (laughs) Wow, what the
0: hell? Uh, Jack, your final thought. Hall and he only eats oats because that's the only thing the doctor recommends for his diet. They're old, you see. What? My final thought is poopity scoop. (laughs) Whoop. (laughs) Whoop scoop. Poop scoop whoopity whoop. How big a hall do you see in Hall and Oates In? Oh, I'm seeing a, it's an NBA arena. Really? Yeah, yeah,
5: fantastic. For I
0: Yeah, they're playing one of the
5: bathrooms. I kid. That was just uh-huh. a joke.
0: I'm a fan of Hall and Oates, Me but too. It's, it's not their heyday.
5: I heard she's gone the other day oh, and thought awesome that's too. great soul music. Sure. Yeah, And Daryl Hall's got that TV show, Daryl Hall's Basement or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is, over at Daryl's Place. Armstrong What's Daryl and- <laughs> cooking? I can't remember. Armstrong and Getty <laughs> wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. <laughs> hey, Daryl, can I come in? Uh, They're a musical group, kids. Go to com. You can email us, don't you know? If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. Oh. I didn't like Private Eyes. They're watching you. I didn't like that song. She's a man-eater. Uh, see you tomorrow. God
4: bless America. This is... Uh...
7: And we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
5: Thank you and good night. <laughs> and the
4: show's over. What? Bye-bye.
5: That is the face of a man who calls literally everybody an idiot. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the
4: West.
2: I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.